Today is an historic day in the life of Trent Vineyard. In many ways, you could view it as the most important day in the last 27 years. We will be commissioning and installing John Bodley as senior pastor of this church. Yay! At the same time, we will also be ordaining John, and as we do so, we will also ordain Susie Aldridge. who'll be stepping up into the role of senior associate pastor. So I'll explain what ordination is shortly, but it's only appropriate to ordain someone once. So while we'll be doing the commissioning at all of the three services today, um, we are delighted that you are here to witness this hugely important family moment as we'll be doing it in this service. Now we've been praying and thinking about and preparing for today for a number of years. We sensed the Lord starting to speak to us about our potential successor uh, some years ago. And about five years ago, we had a conversation with John and Abby with the potential that John might be our successor. Now, in addition to a number of kind of prophetic words confirming this, we've since been through a lengthy discernment process, which has involved taking soundings from other pastors in the UK and the US, talking at length with John and Eleanor Mumford, who are the Vineyard Global Leaders. We're delighted they're with us today. Yes. And uh, Clive Silito, who is our Chair of Trustees, consulted with various members of the church. And then the trustees interviewed John and Abby at length. And John and Abby also went to the National Movement Discerning Process. And through a series of tests and interviews that all potential pastors go through, they uh, we're delighted to say that there was unanimous confirmation, not only from all that process, but from the trustees and the senior leadership team here. At every point when we have talked with groups and individuals, there's been a thorough resonance with John Bodley being the right person for the role. John has an extraordinary level of experience of leading within Trent, and with the exception of students, Trent kids, and the operational and business departments, he has either led or overseen every area of ministry across the life of the church at some point over the last 16 years. So he really understands what goes on here. We have over the last few years been handing on more and more of the leadership responsibilities to John. He's led the pastoral group for the past five years with very little involvement from Debbie and myself. And you may have noticed that he's been preaching more and more often and as I've been slowly reducing the amount that I've been preaching. And in recent years, he and Susie, who works very closely with him, have been thoroughly involved in all of the key decisions in the life of the church. So really today is the culmination of a journey which we have been on for several years. The Bible gives us a criteria which needs to be observable in the life of somebody in pastoral ministry. And as we look at the main biblical text, which is found in 1 Timothy 3, we want to confirm that John Bodley has evidently demonstrated these qualities, as has Susie, who, as John said, will be stepping up to the role of senior associate pastor today. And almost all of these criteria describe character rather than gifting. We've learned over the years that character is much more important than gifting. Gifting might get you to a position of leadership, but it's character that healthily sustains them in that role for the long haul. Now, we've combined words from the New International Version and the Message Translation, where in 1 Timothy 3, it says this, 
If anyone wants to provide leadership in the church, there are preconditions. A leader must be well thought of, committed to his wife or husband if they have one, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not pushy but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. They must handle their own affairs well, attentive to their children and having their respect. They must not be a new believer. They must also have a good reputation with outsiders. And while, of course, it's fair to say that nobody's perfect and we all fail from time to time, in our observation, John fulfills these criteria beautifully, as incidentally do Abby, John's wife, and Susie. We are delighted that the Lord has evidently raised our successor. Sometimes with transitions, it's not always clear who the successor would be. And sometimes an external candidate moves location to take up the role. But what is so important, like with an organ transplant, is the tissue match, the, uh, the match, if you like, of DNA. And we are absolutely delighted that John, through and through, carries and embodies the DNA of the things that are so precious to us in this church. Most of you will be aware of Trent Vineyard's hallmarks. There are seven of them. The qualities which we seek to embody, the way we do things here. And as we go through them now, we think it's fair to say that they describe John pretty well. Outward looking. John is forever ministering to people, whether they're part of this church or not. He has a heart for people who don't know Jesus. His eye is not only on caring for the flock, but on the person who doesn't have a relationship with God and doesn't yet have a church to belong to. If you recently heard John speak, he told this wonderful story of how he and Abby invited their neighbors for a barbecue and how this little girl poked her head over the hedge and said, my mum thinks you're mad. <laughs> for hosting this barbecue. But then bit by bit, the different neighbors came along and in the end, most of the streets showed up. That epitomizes John and Abby's outward-looking nature. Servant-hearted. If you were to look up the phrase servant-hearted in the dictionary, were it to be there, you might just find a picture of John Bodley next to it. As he leads, he does so with a servant heart, seeking always what is best for the church, not what is best for him. And behind the scenes and with his neighbors, he quietly extends himself on behalf of others. Compassionate. You know, John is one of the first ones to offer condolences or help people when they're going through hard times. He's demonstrated compassion in the care for his extended family and neighbors, including some of the most vulnerable people, regularly inviting them to eat with their family. Generous. This includes committed financial giving to the church, but so, so much more. John is generous with thinking the best of others, generous with praise and with encouragement, and generous with his time and his talents. Doing things well. You know, John is diligent in so many tasks. When he takes on an area or a task, you can depend on him to deliver it excellently. And one thing that we all notice is his teaching, which is also excellent. Relational. People from a wide range of backgrounds find John accessible and really, really easy to engage with. He's a faithful friend and has a really sweet spirit. 
And then the last one is naturally supernatural. John loves to see the Holy Spirit move. He's able to facilitate the presence of the Holy Spirit in gatherings. He loves to create opportunities where everybody gets to play in supernatural ministry. He, gives, he himself is able to give prophetic words of encouragement. And at times I've heard stories of when either on the way home or way back from work, he is stopping somebody in the street and giving them a word and praying for them. And John believes God can do extraordinary things without anybody having to be weird. <laughs> now, of course, this list of seven, these list of qualities that may change or different emphases be brought in the coming years, and that's entirely appropriate. But these seven phrases for now are a helpful reminder of the hallmarks, the way we do things here, and it is clear that they are demonstrated in John's life. Now, just to throw in a couple more things, it's impossible to be around John for very long and not see that he loves the church. When in one of our earlier conversations we were talking to John and Abby about the possibility that they would be our successors, I remember distinctly both of them saying, we love Trent Vineyard, even if this role isn't the right one for us, even if we, John didn't work for the church, we would be part of this church family. We love the church. We love Nottingham. It is evident they absolutely love the church. And then another one is John is a great follower. There's a saying uh, that says every great leader is a great follower. Whenever John is asked to take on a new challenge or like building the youth center or give up one area to take on another one, he's always said yes, eager to serve, eager to be helpful. John, we've witnessed you over 16 years growing as a leader. We have seen the evident call on your life, and we are delighted to commission and install you as senior pastor today. As I mentioned earlier, we're going to ordain John and Susie at this service, 11.15, so we just want to take a moment to explain what that means. Ordination is the recognition of a calling to pastoral ministry. Commissioning is the recognition of a specific assignment within that calling. So, for instance, we are today recognizing that John has a lifetime call to pastoral ministry, and his ordination confirms and celebrates that. And this is also the case for Susie. We're also recognizing that John is specifically called to take on the role of senior pastor of Trent Vineyard, and his commissioning confirms and celebrates that specific assignment. Now, in some church movements and denominations, ordination is seen as distinguishing certain individuals as clergy from amongst the laity. In some of the historical established denominations, an individual is priested, recognized as a priest as they take on the role of leading a church. However, in the vineyard, we are passionately committed to the doctrine of the priesthood of all believers, that, this, that, that is that every one of us, every one of us has direct access to the Lord. We're all called to minister. And of course, many of you will be familiar with the phrase, everyone gets to pray, play. So why would we ordain certain individuals and not others? Because the truth is, is that everybody does get to play. There are different callings and roles. And ordination recognizes that certain people are set apart specifically called to carry the weight and responsibility of the work of pastoral ministry. That includes the ministry of equipping the saints for works of service. 
And it is as they stimulate ministry and equip and oversee the church that everybody finds their place of service. Everybody does get to play and use their gifts in a vast variety of ways in building up the body of Christ and extending God's kingdom. John is 20 years younger than me and will bring, no doubt, fresh insights and understandings and perspectives. And we are really excited about what the Lord will do under John's leadership. John, this was never our church and it will not be your church. It is the Lord's church. And just as the Lord entrusted its care to us as stewards for a period of time, so he now entrusts its care to you. There will be a day when your time leading this church will come to an end. A day when you will probably stand up here and pass the leadership on to your successor who will steward the role for after your time. We are not owners, we are stewards. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 4 verse 2, it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. Not that they be found successful, not that they be found impressive, not that they would be anything other than faithful in stewarding what is entrusted to them. It is required of stewards that they be found faithful. And alongside this exhortation, we find in 1 Thessalonians 5.24, Paul's observation on the center screen here, that the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. There's this beautiful dynamic where as a steward, you are faithful in stewarding what he's entrusted to you. And as you are, he is faithful in working with you in achieving all that he has called you to do. As we hand the leadership on today, we do so fully confident that between you and the Lord, this church is in very safe hands. So let's move now to the commissioning. John, can we invite you to... Please step forward. I think we're waiting for a camera to get wound up. (laughs) John, as your predecessors, we are commissioning you and installing you as a senior pastor of Trent Vineyard. It's evident to all of us who've been part of the discernment process that the Holy Spirit has clearly spoken. His desire is that you be set apart for him and the work to which he has called you. He has selected you to be senior pastor of the church. Much prayer has gone into this decision and we know it's God's idea. It's our job to recognize that and to lay hands on you and commission you with all our blessing. We now ask you, John, a number of questions in the presence of God and this congregation, and we invite you to respond. John, do you sincerely believe that you have been called by God to become the senior pastor of Trent Vineyard? I do. Will you, John, do the best of your ability faithfully to carry out this calling? I will. Will you commit yourself to the outworking of what God has called this community of faith to be and do? I will. As you lead this church, will you be accountable to the trustees and submitted to the leadership of the wider Vineyard family? I will. If this is your church, we now want to invite you to commit to being part of 
this next leg of Trent's journey and to support John as he leads you in it. So we'd like to invite you to stand if you are able. If you're with us online, feel free to stand in your living room and join with us here. And the words will come up on the screen and if you wish to, please respond with, we will. Trent Vineyard, do you recognize John's call to be senior pastor and will you commit to supporting him as he leads the church? We will. Will you do what the Lord asks of you, contributing your unique gifts, experiences, and resources to help this beautiful expression of the body of Christ be all the Lord has called it to be? We will. Please be seated. John, we have seen your dedication to serving the Lord as you've taken part in so many areas of church life as a volunteer, as a leader, as a staff member, and as senior associate pastor. The church has been the recipient of great blessing because of the tireless effort that you have invested here. We recognize that the Lord has called you to step into the role of senior pastor, and we wish you every blessing as you take this step of obedience and faith. God is on a mission. God is on a mission to extend his beautiful rule, his perfect kingdom, his will being done on earth as it is in heaven, and to reconcile every individual on this planet back to him. God is on a mission. And as each of us comes into submission to his mission, he gives us a co-mission. He is about his work and we get to join in. In Matthew 28, we have what is known as the Great Co-Mission, the Great Commission. Jesus said to his followers, go and make disciples of all nations. Go where I lead you. Go to the particular people I've called you to make disciples. Communicate the gospel, not just with words, but with every action, every conversation, every waking moment. Be an ambassador of Christ Jesus. Jesus continued teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. John, whether those you minister to are already believers or prodigals, perhaps returning to faith, or unbelievers, the task is essentially the same to teach them to obey all that Jesus commanded his disciples to do, always submitted to God's revealed will in the scriptures. Equip the saints for service. Release people to use their gifts for the extending of God's kingdom. Lead them as an under-shepherd of your portion of the flock of God, always mindful of the incredible privilege entrusted to you the care of the flock which he purchased with his own blood. And Jesus concluded, I am surely, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. As long as we're doing what he calls us to do, we can rest in the assurance that he's with us every step of the way. So today, John, we recognize your specific commission, which is to lead Trent Vineyard. We join the Lord in commissioning you as senior pastor as we pass on the leadership of this church to you and rest in the knowledge that what God has called you to do, he will be faithful in equipping and anointing you to do. 
King David commissioned his son Solomon, this is 3,000 years ago, with the daunting task of building the first temple. We can parallel his words to Solomon here as you continue the building of this church. This is 1 Chronicles 28, verse 20. John, be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord God, my God, is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you until all the work for the service of the temple of the Lord is finished. We're just going to, the two of us, pray for John, then we'll invite some others to come and join with us. So perhaps just reach out a hand if you'd like to. Lord, we thank you for John. We thank you for the decades in which you have been shaping and molding and gifting and forming him to come to this point today as the senior pastor of Trent Vineyard. We thank you for the gift he is to the church, a precious gift, and for your hand in this all the way through this journey. And we ask, Lord, now that the mantle would come with the calling, that the anointing of your Holy Spirit would rest upon him increase upon him, that there will be grace in this, these coming years as he steps into taking on a whole, lo- a whole load more weight and uh, you know, wisdom stretches and all sorts of things. Lord, there will be the anointing there present. And we thank you, Lord, for your grace upon Debbie and myself over these 27 years. Thank you for everything you provided for us. People around us who were supportive resources to be able to be leveraged for your kingdom and wisdom where it was needed. And Lord, we ask that you would, in this moment, take, as it were, and multiply. Would you give to John more than we have ever experienced? Let him be fully Mm -hmm. uh, gifted, anointed, equipped, and surrounded with support in such a way that he can lead this church beautifully into a very exciting season going forward. Lord, this is just a beautiful moment. Lord, with such joy and such celebration, we release what you put into our hands, what you entrusted us with, into John's, Lord. Lord, we thank you that he is trustworthy. We thank you that he loves you so much and he loves your word. And Lord, as Moses cried out to you, I don't want to go anywhere, Lord, without your presence. We know that that's the cry of John's heart. And so, Lord, we ask that your presence would be with him. Lord, we know that you are with him, but may he sense your presence with him. May he see you and know you and experience you and encounter you in new ways. That he may walk this path lightly. That he may be able to rest his head on the pillow at night in your arms, knowing that you have control that this is your church and he is the steward of that resource and that beautiful, your beautiful bride. And we thank you, Lord, for John. Amen. Amen. Can, can we invite Abby to come up and join John? Now, John, John is becoming the senior pastor and Abby, she's a teacher, she is, they're not jointly pastoring, but we know that in a family there's a, there's a weight which comes upon them both. And so... Um, Abby is like the first lady. That's a, that's a serious title, and I think we should. Also, a very precious gift to this church. Mm. Now, would Susie and the rest of the senior leadership team come up and join us in praying?
for John and Abby. We're going to lay hands on them and pray. Lord, we just acknowledge your presence in this moment. And we pray, come Holy Spirit. We thank you for John, we thank you for Abby, thank you for their amazing children, Hope and Barney. And Lord, I pray that in this moment and in the days, weeks, months, years ahead, that they would know the vastness of your love. They'd know your closeness, they'd know your goodness, your faithfulness. Pray that you protect them as a family. And Lord, we pray that you would pour out your spirit on them. Yes, Lord. That the burden would be light. Mm. And Lord, that you would give them wisdom, Mm. wisdom way beyond any human understanding. Thank you for them, Lord. Yeah, and God, we thank you for the, the considerable gifts that you've already laid upon this amazing couple. But Lord, we pray for more. We pray for greater wisdom, greater kindness, greater compassion, greater strategic gifts, greater leadership gifts, that every, every new thing that they face in these coming years, that you would equip them, you would give them everything that they need. But Lord, I'm, I'm struck by that verse that we sang, um, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And that's the thing we pray the most for these guys, that they would never lean on their own gifts. They would never lean on the stuff they know they can do, but they would always rely on you. They would always know that you will give them what they need. You will provide. You will be faithful. Thank you, Father, that when Jesus was baptized before he started his ministry, You said to him, this is my son whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. And we thank you, Lord, for your good pleasure over John and Abby and the family, Lord, that you love them so much. Yes. And Lord, we pray right now that that love would abound and increase. Mm. The knowledge of your love for them would just fill their hearts and their minds. Your peace would surround them. We pray for their marriage, Lord, that you would bless it and continue to just enrich it in every way in their family life, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that your favour is upon them. Lord, we love them so much, and we thank you that you do too. Bless them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Those of you, those of you who are leading in the life of the church, perhaps you lead a small group or an area of ministry or something like that, can I invite you, please, to stand and to reach out your hand towards them? Lord, we pray for John and Abby, who, together with their children, Hope and Barney, have been called together to serve you in this calling. There's specific roles with John, a senior pastor, but we recognize, Lord, uh, he's also called to be a great husband to Abby, to be a great father to Barney and Hope, and that you call the family into this. It's going to be a change for them, and we ask, Lord, your grace would be upon them, every one of them, your protection around them, and uh, just your grace in every way for each of them as they step into this new season. And we also pray for this senior leadership team. Yes, Lord. Yes. We thank you, Lord, for the, just the spiritual health and strength of this team, for the gifting you have given. Thank you, Lord, that there's a unanimity in the approval of John, a senior pastor. And we thank you for every one of these journeys, for 
Slecker and Susie and Tom and Dave and Paul and Sam and yeah. Ben. Yes. Thank you for surrounding them with such support. And we ask, Lord, as they step into spaces that perhaps they've not heretofore uh, occupied, as John moves up, that your anointing would be upon them, yeah. your gifting upon them. Lord, we ask for greater passion, excitement, vision into these coming years than we've known in recent years. And we bless you, senior leadership team, in the name of Jesus. Yeah. So at this point, we now move from the commissioning to the ordination of John and Susie. 2,000 years ago, one of the first Christian churches, uh, in one of those churches we find recorded in Acts 13, the occasion of the sending out of the first missionary team. This is what it says. The Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them. What we seem to have here is not so much a specific commission to preach the gospel in certain towns, but rather a recognition that these two people, Barnabas and Saul, who was subsequently known as Paul, were set apart for the work of preaching the gospel across multiple lands. And over the course of the next decade or so, the book of Acts records Paul visiting somewhere in the region of 40 cities and towns, traveling at least 10,000 miles and establishing 14 churches. Now in Acts 13, we could say that these two individuals, Paul and Barnabas, were recognized as missionaries. So we've commissioned John for a specific task to lead Trent Vineyard, as its senior pastor. As we ordain John and Susie, we're recognizing that they are set apart for the work of pastoral ministry in its generic sense. In other words, whatever form their specific God-given assignments may take over the coming years, we recognize that they are called to be pastors. We recognize they're called and set apart for this work, and in a moment we will lay our hands on them and pray for them. So if I can invite John to come back and Susie as well to stand in front here for the ordination. John and Susie, you've been called by God to work within the family of the vineyard as servants and shepherds. You must set the Lord Jesus, the good shepherd, the chief shepherd, always before you as the pattern and model of your calling, caring for the people God commits to your charge. You're to proclaim the word of the Lord, to preach and demonstrate the good news of the kingdom, to call men and women to submit to the King, Jesus, in repentance and faith. You're to heal the sick, to cast out demons, to feed the hungry, to look after those in need, to demonstrate Christ's love for the poor by loving them and meeting their needs as the Lord gives you grace. You're to lead people in worship and prayer, to fast and intercede for them, to offer them love, mercy, acceptance, and healing. 
You're to teach and encourage them by word and example, to bless them in the name of the Lord. In the name of our Lord and Master, Jesus Christ, we remind you of the greatness of the trust now committed to your charge, about which you have been taught and trained in preparation for this ministry. You're to teach, to admonish, to correct, to rebuke, and to feed the Lord's family. You're to train God's people for the work of ministry, so they are equipped to serve the living God in an infinite variety of places and ways. Always remember with profound gratitude that the treasure entrusted to you as you minister, as a shepherd in the many and varied ways he may call you to, is Christ's own flock, which he bought with his own blood, shed on the cross. Serve those to whom you minister with joy, build them up in their faith, and do all in your power to bring them to loving, consecrated, costly obedience to Christ. You cannot bear the weight of this privilege and responsibility in your own strength, but only by the grace and the power of God. So regularly ask the Lord to fill you afresh with his Holy Spirit, to enlarge and enlighten your understanding of the Scriptures so that you may grow stronger and more mature in your ministry as you fashion your lives and those of the people you lead on the Word of God. And ask the Lord to give you direction and wisdom as you lead his people. We know that long ago you began to weigh and ponder all this and that you both are fully determined by the grace of God to give yourselves wholly to this work and to vote your best powers of mind and spirit to fulfilling your calling. As the Apostle Paul, in the Apostle Paul's words, in his letter to the Corinthian church, 1 Corinthians 15, 58, he says, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, and to personalize it to you too, therefore, my dear brother and sister, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. We'd like to invite now to come up to the carpet here, John and Eleanor Mumford, John and Eleanor, John and Eleanor Mumford, the Vineyard Global Leaders. Also, Paul and Steph Lowe, planted out of here, the senior pastors of the Manchester Vineyard, and John Thompson, who is pastor of Coastline Vineyard in Bournemouth. If you'd come, if you guys would turn, and then come this side, please, stage side of them. Lay your hands. The Lord bless you both. And um, know that from the point of view of the rest of the Vineyard family in this country, but wider, you're, we're standing shoulder to shoulder, supporting you, encouraging you, wishing you all God's best. And fruitful work and ministry way beyond anything we've seen. In Jesus' name, we ask this. Amen. Amen.
And Lord, we pray that through all the rigors of ministry, that these two will um, experience over the next decades. We pray that deep, deep down, Lord, yes, Lord. the joy of the Lord will be your strength. Yes, that as well as all his wisdom and as well as all his provision and resource, we pray for a deep, deep sense of assurance. There's nowhere else I'd rather be. There's nothing else I'd rather do. But at the end of the day, his deep, deep joy would be your strength. I echo that. Um, I just want to pray deep, immeasurable joy over you both today. Joy in obedience, joy in walking out your calling, joy in participating with the Lord as he builds his church, joy also in the challenges, joy also in the suffering. And may joy always be your strength. Yes. May joy be your weapon. Yeah. Jesus is your joy. Mm. And I pray in this moment that joy will make its home in your hearts. Yes. And will settle deep into your souls. Yeah. Now and always. Mm. Mm. Thank you, God. Mm. Yeah, and as much as we acknowledge this in the human, and as much as we stand alongside you, we acknowledge this is the Lord's doing. Mm. And we bless you. And we pray over you all power and authority yes. upon yes. you. We yeah. are reminded of where Paul writes to Timothy and he says, would the Lord be with your spirit? Would he be with your spirit? Would you be blessed? Would you be strengthened? Would you be encouraged? Yes. Would you have divine wisdom yeah. and authority and inspiration? Spirit of God, fall on them for this. I feel like the Lord would remind you that he has called both of you for such a time as this. Yes. And Spirit of God, we just ask that you would fill them afresh. Yeah, yeah. Here, come, Holy Spirit. All that you need. Well, we thank you for the blessing that they're not only to Trent Vineyard, but they are to the wider movement and the wider church. And I pray for favor on that. Would you increase that? Would you increase their influence, God? Would they be a blessing to, our, to this church, to the movement, and to the wider body of Christ? Lord, I pray for everything they need in the coming weeks, months, and years comes from that secret place of being with you, of intimacy with you, of being filled by your spirit. And Lord, we are expectant and excited to see all that you will do in the coming weeks, months, and years through John and Suze. So bless them, Holy Spirit. Fill them up in this moment. Anoint them afresh for works of service. And we pray all this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. We thank you, Lord, for John and Susie, for their calling, which, as John said, extends far, far beyond these walls. We thank you, Lord, for the gift they are here, because you've entrusted both of them to be with us here at Trent Vineyard. We count that as a huge privilege, knowing that you could have called them elsewhere to influence other groups, but we're here. And Lord, we just ask that your anointing would increase upon them for translocal ministry, that their influence, which is already national and in some cases beyond, would uh, just extend. And that what you have blessed us here among this community of faith so generously with would be spread abroad through their ministries in whatever form that may take.
and just be free to walk in the mantle that the Lord puts upon you, not man, nobody else but the Lord. May he put his armor over you. May his love and watchful eye protect you and keep you. And may you walk in the knowledge that he is the one that you look to. It is an audience of one. You are pleasing the Lord Christ Jesus, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, seated on the throne for all of eternity. That is who you look to. In Jesus' name, we bless you. And we impart everything that we possibly can in his name to you. Now let's talk about Trent Vineyard. Because this is not, as you know very well, this is not just about individuals. It's about the whole family that God has assembled here. And you, again, you know as well as I do that this church has had huge impact, not only in this country, but literally around the world. There are people who are walking with Jesus now and for eternity who wouldn't be if this church hadn't done what God has called you to do. That's just the truth around the world, literally. So in a sense, (laughs) this is a recommissioning for all of you in the church for the next stage, for the next um, Mm. era in this church. Mm. That's all all of you sitting here. Those who came to the first service, those who come tonight, those who are on the, you know, the Wizard, the gadgetry, they, what am I, the internet, Live stream. the word I'm looking for. Yes, yes. <laughs> the wizard. <laughs> Forgive me, I come from a different era. <laughs> but Lord, we ask, we ask that the impact of this mm. church, yes, the continue. advance of the kingdom yes. of God around the world yeah. may continue. Yeah. yeah. Just looking around, the, the number of countries and cultures and ethnic nations that are represented here. Lord, will you continue that, but will you extend it? Yeah. Thank you for the work that John and Debbie have done, and we, we pray for them and for the yeah. new mm-hmm. vistas that God is going to open up for them. But there are new vistas for the church as well. Yeah. Mm. We thank God for it that you may continue to be a, sh- a light on a hill, a shining beacon within the vineyard family. Mm. Not for the vineyard's sake, but for the glory of God. Mm. Thank you, Lord. And for the advance of his wonderful, beautiful rule and reign. Mm. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. And we pray the words of the great priestly blessing. John, Susie, and every man, woman, child of the Trent Vineyard. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Mm. May he make his face to shine upon you Mm. and be gracious to you. May he lift up the light of his countenance Mm. upon you and give you his peace. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Amen.